Okay, I'm good. So good. So rich and pure. Don't don't ask. D- oh. There's something wrong with my brain today. All right. Look, I'm all shaky. I got like 20 hours of sleep last <laughs> night, and I'm fucking. I'm like shaking. I'm sweating. It's like I, I feel like I'm I'm being interrogated. Bright lights. There's no light in here. Anyway. All right, we're good? We're good. The universe has many horrors yet to throw at us. This is not the end of our struggle. This is just the beginning of our crusade to save humanity. In the grim darkness of the 41st millennium, there is only war. There is only dice and pipes. And we're back. It's Dyson Pipes. Warhammer edition. I'm Chris. Hi, I'm Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi. I hate you. You can follow us on Twitter. No, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, Dyson, and Pipes. Why do I hate you, Brian? You've led me down a path, a few different paths, and it's starting to corrupt my fragile little psyche. My brain. My brain is turning to goo. Balls deep in Ghost Recon Wildlands, and you throw a fucking wrench in it. You, hey, look, Diablo 3 is out. You want to play Diablo 3? And I'm like, dude, this is nostalgic. I played Diablo 3. We talked about this in a prior episode. I played Diablo 3 and went back to when it first came out on the PC. Love that fucking game. Okay, I'm going to get it for the PS3. Excellent. I'm in PS4. It's Diablo 3 on the PS4. Three for the four. Three for the four. Um... Yeah, no problem. So now we're balls deep in, in Diablo 3. And what do you do, Brian? What do you do to me? Next curveball. Hey, guess what? Remember that game that we used to play for like a week? Yeah, let's go back to this. So the new game is Warhammer 40K Inquisitor Martyr. Another top-down, just hellish game, which is a very fun game. But like, I, I like routine I like to be consistent in my in my activities and my habits, and I'm just going from one game to another. Funny, uh, both of these games include um, hell, which is very interesting, very dark, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we're gonna get to another uh, another thing that you've you've caused me to do when we talk about our uh, pipes and tobacco. What is fucking going on right now? Uh, what I'm, is happening? I'm all over the place. What, okay, first let's. Can we just start with like the uh, the different moods that we're in? Like you are very very happy. I'm to in a be great mood today. I'm in a great mood. I'm in a very Warhammer mood because of this game that you fucking hate so much. I don't uh, hate it. Well, you know, you, you're fucking you're coming out here. You're you're disparaging the good goddamn name of 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 tobacco and and Warhammer. And I, I'm fucking I'm taking a stand. I'm taking a stand right now. That's what I'm doing. Uh, <clears throat> what are you smoking? I was. Uh, oh no, we can't shift into that. I'm just trying to. Get you off topic. No, no, no. You're very excited. You're high energy. I'm high energy. That's what they call me. High energy, Brian. I almost, almost started shitting on <laughs> friends from the past. Uh, I was perfectly content uh, never playing online games, and you, good sir, dragged me into that. Oh, so you're saying this is my fault? Yeah, because I would be just playing whatever I was fucking playing by myself, enjoying myself. Now I got to deal with this. Well, this is what I got to deal with. Welcome now. to the fucking 18th century, right? This is what we do now. The eight, what? Isn't that what we're in? 
What the fuck is happening? Are you drunk? I think so. I am excited for a uh, a litany of reasons. Okay. And let me go through them. Wait, you have these written down. Hold on. You woke up this morning. What time did you wake up this morning? 8 o'clock. So you've been up since 8 a.m.? Yes. And you wrote down the reasons why you're happy today? I do it every day. Now, do would you consider that what you're holding in your hand a journal or a diary? Uh, this is the notebook for the Warhammer campaign. So you put your personal thoughts in your Warhammer campaign notebook? Well, yeah. Why not, right? They go hand in hand. I like to wake up in the morning, kind of regale the stories of my past and mix that with a little Warhammer. I have a yes. new pipe, which I'm very excited about. I have a new tobacco, which I'm very excited Jump about. Right into I, reason number two, why I hate you. I have uh, this game, which I'm very happy about and we'll get into. And this episode, it, we're launching into a series of gameplay sessions that is fucking amazing. Absolutely incredible. Uh, possibly the best gameplay sessions that I've been a part of. And it has nothing to do with skill uh, or anything like that. Just the, oh, the shit you. that happened. Oh, you're not talking about my skill. No, it? I'm talking about me. This is about me now. Oh. Because you, you made it about me. Um, you're right. I, I, I did. So let me go to my list of reasons why I like you. Because obviously this is a one-way street. I like you. Yes. Because you're considerate. You always think about me. Even in negative ways. You're bald. Um, you like bald men? <laughs> mm. We have the same color car. We have the same make car. Bought by the same salesperson. And you... Mo, number, reason number one, you never uh, take my thunder. Now I'm in a fucking bad mood. Wow. Well, I'm glad I have the power to reverse your mood. <clears throat> uh, can we just get to point number two on um, why this is a... Uh, th people always refer to it as a love-hate relationship, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the opposite, a hate-love. Like, it starts as hate. Like, I'm, I'm very upset. You, it's, you've created... It's like a picnic of love by Anal Cunt. Dude, that whole album is retarded. Just, yeah, that... that, that. God, I don't even want to get into that. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with a hate-love relationship. Okay. Where I start where I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I, I can't stand this shit. Like, you've now just created a new time sink for me of my life. And then it turns out to be an amazing... Uh, ah, on Dyson Pipes, when you fuck up a word, you got to roll to see if you're going to drink. And of course, on Dyson Pipes, we're going to roll four dice with a difficulty of three, as always. Four with three. I failed miserably. <laughs> wow, that was terrible. <laughs> mm. All right. Oh my god. Now okay. we now we can actually get started. Um, wait, the, I was trying the to whiskey, give a compliment. The whiskey dicks out there were sitting on the pins and needles, waiting to see when we were going to fuck up a word. Dude, we did that fairly quick. I don't even think that was what six minutes in. Very good. Six minutes and fifty seconds as of now. Good. <clears throat> Now, what was I saying? Oh, my, my uh, reversal of a hate-love relationship. Dude, I'm not going to lie. Warhammer Inquisitor Martyr, it, it's an awesome game. It's actually a really cool game to come back to after playing Diablo because it's a very similar style, but obviously it, I think it's a hell of a lot more dark. Um, it's a completely different style of play, right? When it comes to like itemization and... and the game is completely different. Yeah. It, uh, I think the only thing that it really has in common is the whole top-down. 
in gear, gearing up. Right. That that's that's pretty much it's 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 that kind of game. It's a ARPG, I think they call it top down. Okay. And you just you increase your gear. Right. You, you uh incrementally Oh, this this weapon does plus one point two percent extra damage. Gear it up. Yep. And then wait for the next one that does an extra one point two percent on top of what you have. Um what, what did you name your guy, by the way? Like when you created your character, you know how you had to give yeah. him a name? What what did you give him? Just my Oh, so you just use your login name. Yeah. I used Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yep. Oh, okay. I'll take a picture. Harry Potter. Because I'm a rogue psyker. I'm a wizard. Oh, very good. I made Harry Potter. You know, I hear that wizards take great pride in their hats. They love their hats. So we were playing uh, Diablo. I cannot help myself. But I'm overwhelmed by the smell of the tobacco that you're smoking. Ah, yeah, we'll get into o- that momentarily. Overwhelmed. Momentarily. And the door is open. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know what's fucked up is now my... How I keep interrupting you? My windscreen is going to reek of this. That's not fucked up. That's awesome, dude. No, it but smells it, amazing. It, this, the, it, whatever. We'll get to it. Um, yes, yeah, so we were playing Diablo, and I think we were starting to get to that point where we know the new season's coming soon. Mm. And I was looking for inspiration for this campaign. And I had this... We, we played this Warhammer Inquisition Martyr game for, like you said, literally a week. Uh, so I figured I'd go back to it and just check it out. It is nowhere near as clean as Diablo. It is nowhere near as polished, pretty, smooth. It's janky. It's slow. But God damn it, the first thing that you see in that game is your Inquisitor starts complaining about the flesh drone. Because a flesh drone is a disembodied head that's been given a lobotomy and is now used to turn on lights and open doors. A fucking severed living head is a light switch. Okay. So now we're playing it together and uh, we're just, we're, there's no story to speak of. There's really nothing going on other than we're just purging yeah. the heretics. I actually, first millennium. I skipped through the story. I'm just, I, I'm so like enthralled by the gameplay. Even though it's like a little, it's gritty at times, right? <clears throat> I, I think my, my number one gripe with this game is. So the right stick, if you're playing on the PS4, the right stick, when you move it um, forward or back, it zooms in and out on your character, again, from the from the top down. So being that I'm a psyker, I need it zoomed out, right? Because I need to be able to see. You can have like these rings that show you like medium and long range, so you can see when enemies are within like your, your area that you can attack them. So I need it zoned out. My issue is when I run into obstacles, dude, I fucking run into obstacles, and I cannot sometimes find a way around them. Yeah. I, I'm like a fucking moron. He, right. Like I, I can almost visually picture him like running into a like a little rock and he just refuses to step over it just to make my life miserable. And then I have to find a way to like circumvent this little pebble right? that my Harry Potter will not go around. Yes. Yeah, it, 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 it can get frustrating. They obviously had nowhere near the budget of like a Diablo, like Blizzard, because um, that game is a master class. The yes. amount of shit that happens on that screen at one time, and yeah. there's not a, a hiccup of slowdown, is uh, incredible. Uh, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. Flesh drones made me happy. That leads me to the the drinky and the smoky. Yes, yes. For today, um, so why don't you start? What is uh, Clyde and Michael? Uh, true gentlemen, both. So. Uh, we were talking before we started recording how I, I've, I've neglected 
a, a, a small little set of my pipes. And I, I kind of felt bad because I was watching a review on uh, smoking pipes of this new tobacco. Would that, you say you were watching a review or watching review? Did I say watching review? You did. So now we're rolling on grammar? Okay. I'm, okay. No, I'm no, not no, asking you. To, I'm no, not no, asking. no, 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 no. I know what you're doing. You're telling me to roll because I'm a son of a bitch today. I got you. <laughs> and I fucking failed. <laughs> I failed. Hold. Excuse me. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So I was watching a particular review that w- that was published by uh, SmokingPipes.com. And uh, they, they were going over this tobacco, and uh, you know, I, I called up Clyde, and I said, look, do me a favor, this is really, wanna, this is really what I want to smoke today. So Clyde has provided me with Penny Farthing, a, a new tobacco. Penny Farts. Penny Farts. Pe- penny far- Farthing? Dirty Penny Farts. Penny, it's, it's by GLPs, Penny Farthing. Okay. I learned today. Oh, today. Just today. As we record. Right before you hit record, I learned today what a penny farthing is. I had no idea what one is. Can I guess or? Yes, okay. you can guess. I would say can't a can't pe- wait a, for this. A penny farthing. Yes. Given my extensive knowledge of the English language, mm-hmm. along with the Latin root words that most of our language has derived, I would say that a penny farthing is the machine that you would often find in a penny shop, like a candy shop. Uh, where one uh, child, usually a fatso, would ride on the little horse in front. You'd put the little penny in, and then the horse would start a chugga chugga looing along, and the kid would be holding his balloon in one hand and his fucking ice cream and his fat little mitt in the other hand, and the 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 horse is going until time expires. A penny farthing. And what? What 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 derivative of the the Latin language oh. <laughs> helped pr- produce right? Well, penny of course from the Latin root word of penniopolis and farthing of course right. uh, is not Latin. It actually comes from the German mm-hmm. Slavic root word of farthanakenin, which is actually their version of a horse. I, I'm sure you know that. Well, you were close because. <laughs> Very close. A, a penny farthing is an apparatus that you would or continue to this day would ride. But a penny farthing is that um, bicycle with the gigantic front wheel and the much smaller rear wheel. If there was ever an obnoxious vehicle created, it would be that one. So the, <clears throat> the, 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 the bicycle itself is called a penny. Uh, a what? Fuck. Benny? I don't think it's a Benny. A Benny Hill. A Benny Hill. I don't even have dice. No, come on, here. Fucking getting cocky. Fucking dirty pound dice box. I have to stop pre-gaming at 8 in the morning before I come over here. Uh, what did we say? Three, uh, four dice? Uh, yeah, four, four with a three. As always. Forward a tree. Wow. You stop it. I got one icon. Good. Good. All right. So anyway, that's what a penny farthing is. What I want to know is Check why. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Dice and Pipes. <laughs> Go ahead. 
and read it, which was said earlier. Was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Whatever. Shameless plug number two. No, no, no. No, no you I'm don't have to roll, roll for that. Yeah, yeah, I do. You're rolling for pushing the show too hard on people. Did you just... Now you're going to roll three with a D and a three, as always. God, fuck. Yeah, dude. This is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. We haven't even gotten to what we're drinking yet, and we've already... I almost said drinking twice. <laughs> All wow. right. Uh, so a penny farthing is this bicycle. Uh, dude, why wouldn't they have just made the wheels the same size? Nope. One fucking like monstrosity of a wheel in the front and a little baby wheel in the back with the seat above it. And then they, they bicycle on it. Ah. <laughs> Looking to get around town? <laughs> Come on the penny farthing. Go down Main Street and wave to the children. Do you think they had foot pegs back then? You can, like, throw your buddy on it. Like, how do you put your friend on the bike, on the foot pegs? Ah, that's a pretty gal. Put her on the foot pegs. Look, there's little Jimmy playing stickball. <clears throat> penny what? farthing. They have penny farthing contests. Dude, you can find them on YouTube. Come I was watching. I swear to God, I was watching them on fucking YouTube this morning. Assholes riding around in like real, like recreations of penny farthings. And I should have known what a penny farthing is because when you take a look at the little canister that GLPs creates when he made this delicious tobacco, um, there is a picture of a penny farthing on the actual uh, on the tin, not covered by an obnoxious warning label. Surprisingly enough. Hop on the penny farthing, but be careful because penny farthings are addictive substance from the United States government. I don't think the little... The same government who thought homosexuals were contagious. Same government. Get out of your penny farthings. Don't touch a you'll catch it. I'm sweating now. <laughs> So that's our brief uh, history lesson for you. A penny farthing. But as far as the tobacco goes, delicious. What, what kind so, of tobacco is it? it th this is, it, it, so it's a Virginia Perique, but it's my first, it's called a shag cut. And it's very, it looks like, if you remember those old, we were talking about this, if you remember those old like pencil sharpeners that, you know, back in school they used to have like screwed up on the wall. And it would be that like, it had like a crank on it. You'd shove the pencil in, you'd fucking crank. Oh no, you're writing in your journal. Go ahead, I'm listening. Oh, I'm sorry. You fuck. So, uh, you know, you would crank the little handle, and uh, it would create... Are you drawing a picture of me? I'm not... I think... I'm leaving production notes. Oh, okay. Yes. So it would... Uh, <clears throat> it, it reminds me of the shavings that would come out of, a, uh, out of an old pencil sharpener. Yes. Like the kind in school that would be mounted to the, like the, the door frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. Did, have you ever opened one of those up? Dude, they're like yeah. a death contraption. It yes. is like three cylinders that have sharp grooves on them. If you yes. ever stuck your finger on that, dude, it would take your finger. So this is my first. Um, I don't think actually we have any tobacco that's a shag cut. I, I've never heard of shag cut. Me neither. So, so I like it. It allows you, um, which I only found out after watching a couple of videos on it. Uh, thank you, YouTube. Um, it allows you to really pack the pipe like a lot harder than you would... Like a normal pipe, yeah. You know that like three stage packing method that you usually do with like a ribbon cut, like this. Like you can really compress the tobacco down, and it stays lit 
you know, like the number of relights that you have to do with this is is minimized. So thank you, Clyde. I'm enjoying it. <clears throat> and it brings me back to the point that I was trying to make before with like these uh, like rekindling an old relationship with respect to pipes. This little ants, this bones ants pipe that I bought and I swear it like never had a place. I hardly smoke this pipe. And now I think I might dedicate this pipe specifically to this tobacco because I really enjoy this tobacco and this pipe has actually done really well with smoking it. It's a much smaller bowl and like the flavors kind of jump out at you with the, with the smaller bowl. So anyway, if you're going to pick up a, uh, a tin of Penny Farthing, smoke it in a small bowl. Ah, yes, from the fine people of JLP's Corporation. Penny Farthing. What are you smoking? Uh, are we drinking the same thing? No, we're not. Okay. So, oh, so real quick, I have uh, Aberfeldy. Ah, uh, yes. Which is where? Eh, like, what the fuck was that? Ah! Sorry, hold on. What happened? Spider. On your okay, mic? Okay, on my mic. Oh, my God. He was trying to go in my mouth. <laughs> Dude, he was like suspended. Did you see him before no. I fucking swatted him away? He no. was like running around. Hold on. Oh, we're, boy. we're having technical. Oh, there goes the windscreen. A professional podcast would edit this, but... No, we're going to leave this in. Yeah. <gasps> Don't talk without the, the windscreen. The You're, the not wind. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. The wind. <laughs> I'm talking in my normal voice, but the wind. You're not, allowed to, you're not allowed to do that. I'm breaking protocol. You know how many explosives there are now? A lot of explosives. Oh, this is going to be fun to edit later. Hold on. Where are you going? Now we're getting up. I got to make sure he's not on me. Oh, my God. I don't want to get bit and then have extraordinary powers because they come with extraordinary responsibility. <laughs> not ready for that yet. It's not extraordinary. It's great. Great no. power comes with great responsibility. Well, this was an extraordinary spider. Okay, I'm back. What were we talking about? Uh, Outside of spider bites? Oh, yeah. Spiders have invested. Invested? <laughs> have so invested in the podcast. <laughs> God fuck me. Uh, why do I even why do I oh, try to contribute? That's wow. my problem. They're working with Charles Schwab. They're trying to infest the West Cabin by investing in the podcast. But well, you interrupted me, so. Oh, so it's my fault. It's my fault. I'll roll. Yeah, please. 4 for 3. <laughs> fuck you. No, you did not. So I have uh, passed. Uh, I have no. one icon and an uh, exalted icon on my wrath dice, which gives me a point of ruin, which I will use later. You're going to forget. Um, real quick, combination, not a fan. Really? So Aberfeldy is a uh, <clears throat> single malt scotch. I'm terrified now. I almost got bit by a fucking spider on my lip. How would I have justified that to the wife when I came home with this like herpes looking thing on my lip? She'd be like, you weren't recording today. <laughs> You're with some skank. Ooh. Ew, nasty. Um, dude, I don't think... I don't know if this... We're going to have to explore. Because after tasting this tobacco, I don't know if it really goes good with... It definitely... I'm going to say it right now. It's not going to go good with scotch. Mm. It's not a scotch whiskey. It's not a scotch tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of rolling. Fucking tossing dice around like it's fucking going out of style. Fucking I passed, but with a complication. Ouch. So I'm going to drink. We got to figure out something else with the passing with a complication. Because you passed. You shouldn't have to drink. Yeah, but it negates the, the, the passing. 
At that point, okay, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> all right, so I am smoking. Very excited. Uh, from the fine folks down at the Cornell and Deal Company, uh, Gentleman Caller. And this marks the first tobacco I've ever had with deer tongue. Um, hold on. Mm-hmm. What if you're, what if you're a vegetarian? How would you smoke that? Or vegan, let's say. Or pescatarian. What if you're a pescatarian? Well, luckily, if you're Italian, tongue, do you call it a pescatarian? Pescatarian. Uh, luckily, deer tongue in this context is actually from a different philia in a different genus. Uh, oh. This is a plant, and uh, it it tastes of allegedly honey, clove, and vanilla. Um, it's Virginia's Burleys. Uh, a little bit of perique in here, a mm-hmm. little bit of pepperiness, and then this this deer tongue, which I guess makes it. Some people list it as an American blend. Some people list it as an aromatic, an English aromatic. Um, it uh, it's fucking weird. I like it. The tin smells. You definitely get the the honey clove, the vanilla, um, but. It smells sweeter than that. And I, I think I described it to you that it smells like a confectionery shop. Yes. Apparently, this is what old lady whores would leave outside ah, their place to yes. uh, to get laid. Right. Beatrice leaves a tin of gentleman collar in case old Bo shows up in his penny farthing. Old Bo's no quick. The tin, does it have a description uh, for, like, the picture that's on it? Doesn't it go into, like, the, uh, the, the like, old, old lady? No, with, I don't think so. Where did we fucking read that from? Dude, I thought we read that. Oh, it. Uh, you're right. Okay. <clears throat> a blend. A blend of Virginia's and Burley's with a dash of deer tongue for a vanilla-like sweetness and a smidge of perique for spice. This mellifluous mixture is so fragrant that Grandma kept a bowl around as potpourri to make her favorite bow feel right at home when they came calling. Oh, what are we doing? Do you need to, I know what you're already doing, you fuck. Do you want me to spell it for you? We're going to dictionary.com. You're a scumbag. Mellifluous. Now, I'm going to roll. I don't think you should roll. I'm giving you a pass. No. No, that's like reading... That's like going back to the episode where we read the ingredients on the fucking Yoohoo. It's not fair. That's a made-up, like, chemically... What does that word word mean? Come on, everybody knows what mellifluous means. It means uh, sweet or musical. It's pleasant to hear. It's a lot of whimsy. It's like whimsy shire. Yeah. Yes. Very whimsical. Well, I'm going to roll. Otherwise, this whole detour made no sense. Fuck me. Man, you should just take the uh, the total I, of what's I, on the table. Somehow. That's number two. I Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, you rolled a one. Even if, even if my fourth die is a six, you I failed. No, did I fail? You rolled a complication. I rolled a complication. What's left in your glass there, buddy? So now let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Can I spend my point of ruin to Ooh. re-roll failures? 
No, but I say that you should be able to spend your point of ruin to negate drinking. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm like drinking with your mouth open. Mm-hmm. How do you drink with your mouth closed? Well, <laughs> touche. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got me. Uh, so the, the tobacco is delightful. Uh, it it fucking invades everything that this smoke touches. I'm gonna be. I appreciate the smell of the deer tongue in this tobacco. I think more than like a general aromatic. There is something about that smell, and it reminds me of something from my childhood. It's that 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 ice cream shop confectionery yeah. smell. If you have never tried it. I urge you to go and get a can of this uh, this gentleman caller. I, I can already tell that this, this tobacco will not be for everybody, uh, for shizzle. But there's something about it. I'm not sure what it is. Even more importantly. Can we talk about your pipe yes, and reason number can. two why I hate you? Yes, we can. In uh, my hate-love relationship. Unlike my... my uh, my contemporary across the table oh. from me. Yes, yes. Uh, I do not buy pipes often. What are you prior, trying to say? Prior to this pipe, yep. you have a problem. Prior to this pipe, <laughs> I think the last one I bought was that Nording Estate. Uh, just a regular okay. straight billiard. Um, and prior to that, I hadn't bought a pipe in a while. So this is probably only the second pipe in a year that I've bought. Get out of here. This is a meerschaum. Uh, it's almost shaped like those umpals, not quite as not quite as steep, right? Uh, but the 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 bowl is chiseled and carved to look like the Grim Reaper. It's got a little hood, a little skull, and the uh, the stem is like a like a marbled fuchsia color. Yeah, I like the color. Uh, and uh, with meerschaums, uh, you, you put some beeswax on this son of a bitch and it'll start to turn brown and uh ebony and ivory and all kinds of colors uh amber so i've decided that it will only change color where you apply beeswax because i guess the wax enhances the the coloring process yeah like draws the oils through the meerschaum so i'm going to try and not apply beeswax to the skull uh maybe like every third application i'll put some on Dude, it's amazing because you've smoked it how many times do you think? This is what, the second, this third? Is my, this will be my fourth bowl. Your fourth bowl through it. I smoked the, because you're supposed to, like, when you first get it, smoke the fuck out of it right. and then let it sit for, like, a month. Right, right. So now it came already pre-covered, correct, with uh, with beeswax? I hope so. It's sticky. Well, you could tell that it did because if you look at the area around, like, the opening, the top, right, the opening of the bowl, like, it's already coloring. I can yeah. see it from here. It's, like, starting to turn, like, that amber yeah. Color that you see with like really aged uh, Meerschaum pipes. So, so that's going to look awesome. And I can't wait to see. We'll put pictures up on, on you know. Yeah, I'll do a picture today. And then uh, we'll do a picture after the first application of the beeswax. Oh, that's a good idea. And then we'll just we'll c- keep like an ongoing. Yeah. Um, this is going to be my official Warhammer GM pipe. How are you going to overcome the, uh, the deer tongue? That'll be interesting to see if the deer tongue leaves like a lasting flavor in the I pipe. tried already because the last bowl I smoked out of this was uh, Molto Doce. Okay. No ghosting. Get out of here. All right. Well, that's good. 
There's a little bit because I didn't completely clean out the inside of the bowl. Right. Like strip it clean, uh, which apparently you're supposed to do uh, more more often than not. You're not supposed to have a carbon cake on these. Uh, but yeah, there was no ghosting. Okay. So you didn't taste the deer tongue. No. Ah, it was a little tough because Multidoce has the vanilla in it. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh, so it kind of, yeah, it's like If I match. throw like Blood Red Moon in this son of a bitch, then we'll see if there's any ghosting. But no, not that I could detect. And like I swear to Christ, the last time we smoked this fucking gentleman caller, we when we first got it, we tried it out in your car, and uh, after work, my shirt still smelt yeah. of this deer tongue, and I could swear I could smell it in your car. It was definitely in my car. It was all, all over my clothes. It reeked, in a good way, you know. Um, so by the time I got into my car this morning, so what we smoked at over thirty hours ago. So by the time I got into my car this morning, the only thing left that smelled of it was the pipe that I had left in the car, which I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, considering it was like 90 degrees, if I should really be leaving pipes in the car. So that's going to be another thing. It was a Bones test. pipe, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a Bones pipe. Dude, Not the, that I'm looking to ruin it, no, you know, but, because it's a Bones. Like, I don't want to disparage like a Bones pipe, but like I wonder if it's going to affect the overall smokeability of the pipe, leaving it in the car. I don't think so, because I left... Dude, that's fucking... Can we close the door so sure. I can like... I'm going to clam bake the deer tongue. <laughs> Let's hot box this motherfucker. There we go. We have sealed the cabin. We're in. Dude, it smells so good in here. Wow, it smells so good. Uh, and I'm pairing this quite successfully with Buchanan's. So that was a good choice. Yeah, Michael did me well. All right, good. It is a great combination. Horribly designed bottle. Yeah, uh... Whoever whoever designed the top half of the bottle. Bottom half, beautiful. Top half, terrible. So I'm going with bottom half of bottle was designed by people who have been with the company for years. And the top half of the bottle is designed by those hired through nepotism. Mm. That that's that's my guess. Like they they, they had family who worked for Buchanan's. And they were like, you know what? You need a fucking job. How can you fuck up the top of a bottle? It is a screw. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. I'm going to throw a fucking marble in this bitch. And a cap that just spins for infinity. <laughs> just keeps going. You cannot. You can't properly seal the bottle. And you can't properly pour the whiskey from the bottle. Fucking disaster. Uh, so real quick, um, I just want to point out that uh, reason number two today why I, uh, I have a hate-love relationship um, oh, oh, you're going to try to. You know, not for nothing, but if I fucking wanted to slow pour my whiskey out of a bottle, I would buy those stupid things that they use at a bar. Yeah. No, keep twisting. No, you're going to close it eventually. No, keep going. Five more times. I think you're there. And it's closed. Stupid. Um, because I have this this obsession with buying tobacco and tobacco pipes, I went on smoking pipes last night, and uh, I, I I bought a new pipe. What'd you get? It's, it's a sickness. I wonder if I should see a therapist. And I'm sure there are people out there that are far worse than me. I, I just think since we're we're kind of like just getting into this. This hobby of of pipe smoking, um, I, I've ran out of space to like put my pipes, so I have to like I got to build a cabinet. 
so my thing is, real quick, and then we'll get onto the topic here. First of all, let me, yeah. I'm going to stop you. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. I, you still have not really explained why you hate me. Dude, I'm losing countless hours of my life to fucking video games. I'm, I'm moving from game to game. I can't even I can't focus on the game that I want to focus on. I keep moving from game to game. How many, how many hours a day Six. would you guess we hear each other's voice? Oh, shit. Hear each other's voice? <laughs> yeah, a, a lot. Out a of lot. 24 hours, I would say... 10? Yeah. Yeah, probably 10 hours. Maybe more. I think sometimes I hear my voice when I sleep. No. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, shh. Okay, shh. Quiet, quiet, microphone. I hear my voice when I sleep? Yes. I meant to make the joke and say that I hear your voice. Right. When I sleep, that was horrible. It's the alcohol. I'm going to blame it on the Aberfeldy. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, about 10 hours a day, I, I, we probably hear each other's voice. Right. Um, this is going to end in... The only way this could possibly end is in bitter hatred. What are you talking about? <laughs> Just... No, The stop amount it. of time, it has to end in bitter hatred. I, I No. We, you already said he hated me. We're going to be mortal started. enemies. Yeah. Or mortal yeah. enemies. There's going to be like blood oaths. Blood oaths. Yes. We're going to split the show. Oh, no. We're going to have radio beef. Who takes dice? Who takes pipes? I, th- I mean, I think it's fair you take pipes. I think so. So long story short, when we started this pipe smoking journey, I, I got this this thing in my head that every year that I'm now going to smoke pipes for, I really enjoy Savinelli pipes. So every year I'm going to buy whatever new uh, new line of Savinelli comes out. I'm going to buy one pipe from some particular line. And the regimental was a line for 2018. And I've had my eye on this little bent bulldog that they have. So uh, last night... I decided I don't have a pipe specifically designated to smoking Balkans. And I really enjoy Balkans, right? You have White Knight. You have uh, Awakened Elder. Yep. Um, so I spent the money. They were having a sale. Uh, this is what triggered it. Not only you showing me this beautiful Meerschaum pipe that you have, um, but I got an email. Of course. Why not? Why not? It's like they knew. They were in my car. They heard us <laughs> talking. They were like, you know what? Fuck this guy. We're going to get money out of him. Let's send him an email and let him know that they're doing 10% off Savinelli pipes. Um, now, unfortunately, the way that we record these shows, by the time, I think that ends like August 6th. So this is going to come out after August 6th. Uh, but they're doing 10% off because I'm a bronze member at uh, Savinelli, at uh, Smoking Pipes, rather. So I picked up a uh, Savinelli Regimental 624 KS Smooth. Yeah, Smooth. And I also picked up four ounces of Orango, I believe it's called, Balkan Supreme. So that's going to be my Balkan pipe. Good. So, can't wait. So because I bought a Meerschaum pipe... I had to buy a new you pipe. You bought a 7 No, I had to buy a new pipe. And, oh, okay. A new pipe. I was very excited. I got so excited that you had this new pipe and this cool fucking... It reminded me of that movie Desperado with Antonio mm-hmm. Banderas. It had this cool mm-hmm. case. I thought you were going to show me like these MIDI... MIDI files? I couldn't. <laughs> you know what's funny is, had you not stopped like that, I don't think I would have noticed. Dude, I was trying, and my sick brain was trying to think of something. What is MIDI attached to? Files. MIDI files. MIDI files. Nope, that wasn't going to work. Neither was that dice. Oh. No, I'm sorry. Not only did I pass, but I picked up a point of glory. Excellent. Which I will use now. Oh. Yes. What are you going to use it for? For you to drink. Okay. All right. Uh, Well, since we're in the drinking mood. Yes. I want everybody out there. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm going to raise my glass. I'm going to toast you, Brian. 
here's the people who cannot, for the life of them, chew with their fucking mouths closed. Or drink, for that matter. Or drink, like you. Can't just put your lips to the top, top of the water, to the top of the liquid. You got to drink like this. <laughs> oh, I took it too much. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there is something about people who chew with their mouths open that is just like beyond infuriating. And whether it's food or gum, whether you find yourself out at a diner or with a friend or family member in the car, and they're just, you know, just... It's like nails on a chalkboard. You know, it's, it's something that never used to bother me. Uh, and then my wife really got me to turn on it. And now I hate it as well. She got you to turn on it because she pointed it out? Or no, she, I don't think I've ever done it. No, um, no, no. I mean, she pointed it out in like other people. Like yeah. it bothers her. And then now that you're focused it on started, it, it aggravates you. For me, it, the only chewing noise that inherently bothered me from, from the beginning uh, was in a movie theater listening to people eat popcorn. Really? Would drive me fucking crazy. But like if we were out to dinner... Prior to me meeting my wife and you were chewing with your mouth open, I probably wouldn't even notice. Uh, and that's probably because I was only focusing on either eating or a conversation that we were having. If I was focusing on a movie and hundreds of fucking degenerates around me are chewing with their mouth open eating popcorn, because popcorn, in my humble estimation, has uh, a very distinct sound right. to it. Yeah, because it almost has like that like rubbery texture to it. Yeah. So it just and like, like that continues. squeaky, that slightly right, squeaky right. crunch. Uh, yeah, drive me fucking insane. So there's a little bit in me already, and then she obviously pushed me the rest of the way. Listen, I've bailed on dates with girls in my youth who have chewed with their mouth open it's going a, out It's to especially... Um, it's an egregious act. That's a great word. It is especially egregious when it's a female. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'm going to say, yeah, if you're on a date and I'm paying for dinner, shut your fucking mouth when you chill. Right. How about that? How about that? You know, it's not that hard. The worst is, can you imagine being on a road trip with somebody and all they do is chew with their mouth open? Dude, I'll fucking, I'll throw them out of the car. Well, you I don't know, even care. You know what's great about you? Me. Yeah. Is my love for everybody and everything. No, you, you are a lot like me. You're more extreme than I am where you are not afraid to say something. Uh, I, I am not afraid to say something, but you're your barrier to say something is a lot smaller than mine. So if something is bugging you, uh, there is no hesitation in coming around and saying it, whereas I will wait until it gets to a point where there's going to be a murder, and then I will say something. Right, right. Uh, it's like from uh, that movie Anger Management with... Uh, uh, De Niro and uh, Billy Crystal. Nope. Anger Management? Yep. Um, Jack Nicholson and uh, Adam Sandler. Oh, what fucking movie was I thinking of? You were thinking of City Slickers. No, 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 no. De Niro wasn't in City Slickers. There was another one where Billy Crystal was the uh, was the oh, therapist for the and gangster. De Niro was the gangster. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Gwyneth Paltrow was in it. Oh, God, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, fuck, what was the name of that movie? Get Shorty? No, no, no. That was... Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, son of a bitch. Now, I can't believe I got to go to IMDb for this. What the fuck was the name of that movie? 
I could see the yeah. the no, box art it. of the VHS tape where he's sitting on the couch, Billy Crystal sitting on the chair laughing. Yeah. I could picture the scene where like De Niro like fires the rounds into the pillow. What the fuck? I'm sorry, what's Kevin? I have no Oh no, 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 no. Hold on. I got it. Uh, wasn't anger management. No. I I guess Billy Crystal had the worst career, right? So I should search him. Billy Crystal. Uh, Fucking guy reminds me of my father. Billy Crystal? Yeah, yeah. A nasally Jew? Analyze this. Analyze this. My father. <laughs> no. No. Oh. No. Not quite. <laughs> Just the, the way that he looks. Uh, um. um yeah. Uh, Analyze this anyway. Uh, yeah. Anger management. There's people with explosive anger. I would say that's you. And then there's people with implosive anger. That would be you. Where it just builds and builds and builds. And, and then you volcano it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I just like to release it like when it comes. Yeah. Which is probably healthier. Yeah. Because I used to be the volcano. I used to like just let everything brew inside and then just fucking explode. Which if you think I'm explosive now, like you should have seen me 20 years ago. No, I don't think you're explosive. You're more like lots of tremors. Oh, there you go. I like that. So you're the earthquake, and then I'm the tremors that follow. The tremors that probably precede the earthquake. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. You'll continue to let people know that you're being bothered, and then one day I just fucking snap. I like that. Uh, yeah, chewing with the mouth open. Um, I'm trying to think of a food where you can't help but do it. And I, I'm struggling, like potato chips. Um, Mouth closed. Yeah. Uh, Laffy taffy. Nope. Mouth closed. What about a nice big heaping helping? Mouth of closed. Fluff. Nope. It can be on a sandwich with with jelly or peanut butter, whatever floats your boat. A fluffer nutter. Mouth closed. So when did this, has this always been an issue always for Always been a problem. Why hasn't it been a problem for everybody? Like, it should just be a problem no matter what. Across the board, when you are either out in public at like a diner, a restaurant, maybe even at home, right. you're having, you know, a, a, a nice meal with your uh, significant other. Every If you're not talking or maybe breathing through your mouth because you have a cold, your nose. Oh, there you go. What? What if you have a like a disease? I'm sorry, but doesn't like the normal person they can hold their breath for three minutes? Hold your breath and fucking chew with your three mouth minutes. Closed. You oh, you're gonna time it now. All right, maybe not three minutes. What if you're a fucking uh, no no a, no? You said three minutes. Shit. Okay. What you're gonna hold your breath right now? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! And wait, so you got a timer going? No, he has a timer going. God, I hope there's no editing in this. So anyway. What if you're out and you're at the restaurant? Let me paint the picture, okay? Uh, now, especially these days, right? You, so you find, a, uh, you find somebody from uh, whatever sexual preference you're into, and uh, you decide you're going to go on a date. So you go to a, a beautiful restaurant. You're, you're going to go out to Manhattan. You're going to take this, uh, this person. So let, let's say it's me, because I'm going to use a woman, for example. So you take this beautiful woman out for a date, and you go to a, a nice, classy We'll say a four star because you really don't want to break the bank on your on your first date with this lady. And all of a sudden, as you sit down and order the <laughs> and you made it forty-four seconds. 
Well, you're the <laughs> low end of the average. That's all it is. Oh, man. You know, so you counteract anybody, you're a minute and 15 I, short. That's like somebody who can hold their breath for four minutes and 15 seconds. I you're good. probably could have pushed it longer, but I started to get sweaty. You got a little sweaty. Yeah. Uh, you're going to do it next after you finish this story. So my point is, you, you're out at this nice restaurant. You know that you're going to drop at least, what, a buck 50 sure. on your date? Yeah. Do you really want to hear this girl? Or if you're a girl or a dude, you're into dudes, whatever. You really want to hear this other person like chewing their food with their mouth open? Right. Like, doesn't that take away from the conversation that you're trying to have? Yes. I, I find that to be a distraction. And I think maybe that's more my issue with this, is that it becomes a distraction from conversation. Right? I, I, I think that's only fair. I'm trying to think if I have chewed with my mouth open while I was sick. Because that, that brings up an interesting wrinkle. But I, I think I can handle it. I, I just I chew and then I swallow and then I And then you breathe again. Right. Yeah. And then you become all nasally and annoying. Right. Like Not you crystal. personally. Right. But and by the way, I have a bone to gripe with the people. Uh, there's a new movie coming out. It's called The Irishman. Okay. Uh, it's about uh, Jimmy Hoffa. Okay, Al Pacino plays, uh, plays Jimmy Hoffa. And there is a character in this story who, in real life, um, was referred to as the Irishman who, on his deathbed, basically confessed to killing Jimmy Hoffa. He was an Irish guy. Okay. Okay, he was from Jersey, got involved in the unions, was part of a, uh, was part of, part of a crime family. And uh, the main point of it is that he was Irish. Who do they cast to play that character in the movie? Lawrence Fishburne. That would have made more sense. No, they casted Robert De Niro, an Italian, to play an Irish guy. With his name being The Irishman for the title of the movie called The Irishman. Gets an Italian guy. Oh, you want me to hold my breath? Oh, yeah. Let's, uh... You ready? So his uh, his cheeks are distended, and he's plugging his nose, and he's rapidly looking around the room. Now, I'm not sure if he's doing that for comedic effect for me, or if he's already starting to struggle. Uh, his eyes are getting wider. His hands are... He's trembling ever so slightly, and now his eyes are starting to cross just a little bit, and it looks like he's going for his drinking glass, yet his... He, he's holding his breath, so I'm not sure. He might be... He might... Oh, that's how people drown. He's looking around. He's Now he's just moving. He is starting to turn red. His face is turning red. And... <laughs> oh, God. One minute... I died. Six, seven. I saw the light. <laughs> I did. I saw the light. You defeated me. I saw the light. You defeated me. There were angels. <laughs> they told me I couldn't come in. I will be using my point of ruin. Have a drink. Fuck. Damn you, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, here's to people who chew with their mouth People open. to chewing with mouth open. Yeah. Keep it fucking closed. All right, well, here comes some gameplay, and uh, join us on the other side. This 
This is going to be crazy. This is going to be a good oh, show. I can't wait to talk about Bannon. <laughs> can't <laughs> wait. We'll be back. Ah, the following gameplay is brought to you by Paladin Coffee. Enjoy a delicious cup of amazing coffee and get you through your day. Find them at paladincoffee.com. Warning. The following gameplay includes scenes of extreme violence and gore. Listener discretion is advised. All right, so uh, you are on the gunship with Genevieve. Uh, you strap yourself in, and this Storm Raven starts to take off. And, of course, you know, Genevieve, looking at the, surveying the, the carnage, uh, kind of smirks. And so, how'd it go? As expected. Obviously met with some resistance, but that resistance was easy to overcome. Was Ghost here? He was not. Okay. Um, but what I did uncover, obviously they were uh, they were moving product to this location. Uh, as I was in this bit of a skirmish with these guys, they were they were trying to remove the product from this warehouse, but I was able to take it out. Unfortunately, there was um, no evidence that we're going to be able to to bring back or product that we can bring back to uh, to the Inquisitor. The one good thing though that I did uncover is, and hopefully it helps, is this symbol. That that seems to be uh, fairly prevalent on these uh, on these guys that were stationed at the warehouse. And so I'll draw like a uh, like a sketch. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see how good you are at at drawing uh, at drawing this. Oh, uh, shit. Give me tech. <laughs> don't 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 take tech. Uh, just give me a flat fellowship test. Uh, difficulty one. Oh, I cry. Dude, four. Wow. Okay. I'm like Bob Ross of the 41st millennium. Just beat the devil out just of it. beat the devil. A happy little tree. It's not a skull. It's a happy accident. <laughs> Uh, so she looks at it, and you drew it so well that she uh, instantly recognizes it. Yeah, I've seen these images before. They're in Levinus 7. Which isn't too far from where we are. It's the next sector over where right. Saul is. How did that go, by the way? Uh, well, we found him. Uh, not alive. He's in a deceased state. Okay. Um... I did a little research, and Saul, uh, are you familiar with Levinus 7? Have you ever, uh... No, I'm not. Okay. So it's, it's like the Underhive. It's, it's slums. Uh, very rough area. Luckily for us, they're in the middle of a narco war, uh, with these, these individuals with this skull, uh, image, uh, are waging wars with regular narco gangers uh, pushing this wizard onto the streets there's a little bit of turf war going on which is good for us because it it, it helps us uh, not have to interact with regular people 
we can kind of do our business under the radar. Um, yeah, it's probably a good cover for the death. Yes. So. Uh, the problem is, um, Saul went missing. Uh, the reason Saul is so important, he is a nobody on this planet, uh, but he is the one who initially sent communications out to the commissar of the system about Wizard. And he is the one who piqued the Inquisitor's interest in this planet. So the Inquisitor wanted to speak with him. Now he's dead. So through the Inquisitors, that's why these enforcers were yes, trying to locate him. Yes. Uh, I don't know if the enforcers knew who he was. They probably just knew that this man was important for some reason. His sister is still alive. We're looking for her. Um, but his body, uh, during the autopsy, they found that he was augmented. Augmented? Yes. In um, what way? It seems like he was experimented on. Like gene mutation? Like... Or robotic implants? Like heresy. Heresy? Yeah. Um, there's traces of chaos in the machinery that's built into his body. And we don't know if that is before or after he contacted the Inquisitor. So based on the autopsy, we're unable to determine when these augmentations were performed. Right. Do we know how long, again, based on the autopsy, um, how long ago he died? Uh, within the last several days. Okay. Um, this, this is concerning for us because the Inquisitor does not know this yet. Uh, we don't know if, the best case scenario, he was captured and tortured because somebody found out that he was trying to contact the Inquisition. Worst case scenario, he is an agent of chaos and was testing our response. Right. Either way, this isn't good. No, it isn't. So, we need to get to Levinus 7 and find out what we can about him and find out what we can about Wizard and find out if Ghost is involved in this. What do we know about his sister? Uh, and how do we know that she's still alive? She was the one... She's been on uh, the news okay. um, asking for information about him as, as early as... Or as recent as uh, the last few days. Uh, her name is Lily. Okay. We need to find her uh, and get any information we can about him. Hopefully they... I mean, I would imagine they have a good relationship. Uh, especially if she's, you know, looking for him. But... I am afraid that if the Inquisitor finds out about this before we can conduct a full investigation, uh, that he's going to decide to cleanse this entire planet. There's too many things going on. Well, I don't believe that's necessarily a bad thing. No, but... But it will also prevent us from getting the information that we need here. Right. You know, we, we do know that... Here's what we do know for sure... 
that Wizard is off-world. Uh, and that the soil and the moss that this system sends out is integral, especially for the Forge Worlds, for harvesting crops. The Inquisitor doesn't care. Right. Because this takes precedence over everything else. But I would like to at least get some information that we can bring back with us before he decides to terminate this planet. Okay. Well, I think we should maybe start with the sister. Right, let's see if we can get to her and find out what she knows, if anything. Yeah. That seems like, uh... That seems like the way to go. And not to parse words, but I believe the Inquisitor's words were to investigate Saul. Not find him alive and bring him back. Right, but if he finds out about these heretical augmentations, that might tip him over the edge. Especially if we don't have any, not that it's your fault, but if we don't have any extra leads about this drug, he might just throw his hands up in the air Mm. and launch an orbital strike. Okay. Alright, let's move quickly then. Yeah, so, if he does decide to do that, let's try and not be on this planet. Yes. So, off to Levinus 7? Yes. So, uh, as the ship crests the horizon and you bring Levinus 7 into view, it is kilometers, several square kilometers, dozens of square kilometers of just ruin uh, and ghetto falling apart. Uh, Even at high noon... In the day cycle, it seems like this place is cast in shadow. There are dregs, scavy, and scum that just meander around the streets aimlessly. Not an enforcer to be found. Decrepit buildings, tumbling ruins, old edifices of a once prosperous section of the city. uh, Now all in decay and rot. Almost as if the swamp itself is coming up and reclaiming. Uh, this this place. As you fly over the streets, uh, gunfire can be heard all over the place. Uh, breaking bottles, collapsing buildings. It is just a perpetual war zone. Those who are not engaged in the fighting just almost wander around hoping to catch a stray bullet. There are no maglev trains that go here. This section has just been cut off from the rest of this festering planet. On your worst day in the landfills would be like heaven Mm. to the people that call this section home. On the rooftop of a fairly stable building from your estimation, uh, the Storm Raven touches down. And uh, you and Genevieve get off. Genevieve waves to the uh, the pilot, and they do not waste any time. They are back in the air, and they are out of there. Okay. Um, I would think, by the way, I would think that Bannon, in the time that it takes to fly here, would maybe review some of these videos that um, Saul's sisters, you know, he's looking at, like, clips, just to familiarize himself with what she looks like. Right. And- she uh, She's a heavier set woman uh, with kind of curly nappy, natty, oily hair. 
um, unkept. Uh, she has a scar on her right cheek. And uh, like hazel colored eyes. You are able to get her last known address as far as this news broadcast. Uh, but you would have no idea where that is in relation to where you are now. Uh, Genevieve takes your drawing of the skull and offers, uh, I can either go with you uh, to look for Lily or I can go off and see what I can find out about this symbol and find out who belongs to this uh, this group. Yeah, let's split up. All right. Uh, we will meet back at uh, this point. You're in kind of a if there is a quiet area, a quieter area of this sector. Um, we'll meet back here every other day to check in. That's fine. Uh, we have the long range Vox casters, so obviously anything of import happens, we can be in communications with each other. The Storm Raven is going to be out on another mission, so extraction is going to take some time. All so right. we should just keep that in mind. Okay, understood. Uh, and as a word of caution, I would not let anyone know that you're working with the Inquisition. Oh, absolutely. By the way, is our, our comm, is that monitored? Shouldn't be. It should be encrypted. Okay. Um, what do you want to do about this? And she lifts up this plasma cannon. I, I look at her with like a like a half smile, and I'm like, you brought that off of the ship? It's our gear. I I agree, but I mean, as of right now, it just seems a little a little unstable, and I'd be a little a little nervous to use that. It's unstable. I mean, just look at this thing. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll bring it with me, and I'll let you know how it goes. All right, try not to die. <laughs> All right, so she, uh, I guess you and her walk together down the, the fire escape or the internal staircase or whatever. You get to the street level and well, pat on the shoulder and off she goes. Okay. With this gigantic, ridiculous gun. Yeah, she can, she can have fun with that thing for now. Oh, boy. On the street level, uh, just to give you... Uh, there's huddled people around, like, uh, those oil cans that are on fire. Like, very classic 90s hobos. Right, right, right. Uh, kind of peppering the area. Uh, distant gunfire in every direction. Here or there. All right. The random dog barking. Is it, um... What time of day is this? I'd say it's, like, late afternoon. How quiet is that ship? Uh, it's, it's loud, but nothing that would really, I mean, I understand that there, there seems to be like no authority in this place, which then leads me to believe that like gangs are rampant here. Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to quickly, not, I'm not going to run, but you know, I'm just going to quickly leave this, this sector. Okay. You know, I'm just going to walk for now. Okay. Do I see from from reviewing the video, you said her name was Lily, correct? Yes. 
from reviewing the video, does it like where is she, where is this transmission being broadcast from? Like, is she at some local? It would appear that she was maybe in front of her her hab stack. Um, if you want a lead, the first place you could start is we do have the location where Saul's body is. If you want to start there, or if you want to start trying to track down where this where this woman lives. Right. I was going to try to go after where the the woman lives. I figured if Genevieve didn't exhaust all the possibilities from where they found Saul, then okay, I'm not doing her job. And maybe ultimately I end up there. But I think for now, I just want to... So the um, the broadcast that Lily is doing, is this through like some media agency? Yeah, yeah. Okay. so you have her address. You just don't know where the address is. Okay. If you want to... Are you thinking about maybe asking somebody? Yeah, but I think... I picture like your data slate is almost like a smartphone. Yes. Okay. So there's no going on and getting like a map you know what I'm saying? Like, if there's an address, and I understand that this is like a slummy, fucked up area. Yeah. But I would think everything's numbered, right? There are streets. Yeah. Uh, give me a flat wrath. Let's see how complete uh, the data is for this area. Cool. All right. So you do have uh, about 65% of the data of this. However, uh, on the bottom of the screen, you see that the date that this was last updated is about 14 years ago. Oh, good, 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 good. So it's like Google Maps. <laughs> yes. That, that's what we're looking for. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start... Uh, I'm going to start asking around. All right, so the way we'll do this uh, is I'm going to ask for a fellowship test uh, with a difficulty of one, and you can do this once a day to kind of ask around right. to see how good uh, how, how much information you can gather for where this lady lives so for today we'll do this fellowship test and let's see how we do with talking to the locals difficulty one uh, one icon and one exhausted one exalted I'm exhausted <laughs> <laughs> however I rolled an exalted okay so three total good and we can shift one uh, I can yeah, yeah, I can shift. Okay, good. So uh, you uh, you spend the afternoon walking and talking, and you get uh, the neighborhood where she is. Okay. Uh, you don't have the exact street, but we've narrowed down the neighborhood. And this neighborhood will take you roughly um, five to six hours to walk to. So we do you want to spend this five or six hours? Now we're thinking it's like nighttime. Is there so any vehicles around? None that are usable. So we don't see anybody in this area driving around on like uh, like motorcycles or any kind of like cars or anything like no. that. No bicycles, nothing. <laughs> no. 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 Cool like Michael J. Fox hoverboards. Uh you do find one person with rollerblades. Yeah, like, I'm not doing man, it. that is so fortieth millennium. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to hump it. Uh, you're going to walk through the night, or are you going to shack up maybe and wait for dawn? Um, no, I'll, I'll walk. So if we got there late afternoon, right, I'm picturing that maybe like what, like 5, 6 o'clock? Yeah, you spend the rest of the evening asking around. Figure by nightfall, you get your information. Okay. And if so you want to start walking, that would put you there at like 4 or 5 in the morning. Into the neighborhood. Right. All right, maybe I'll walk to like around like two. 
you know, about halfway. I'll get like halfway there, and uh, I'm gonna look for a, a nice coat. They have a Marriott. Well, while you're walking, uh, of course, like most slums, uh, while it's bad during the day, boy, at night does it get real nasty. This is where I thrive. <laughs> this, this is perfect. Uh, you find yourself walking down a street, and give me an awareness test. Difficulty one. Uh, I pass. I have uh, four icons. As you approach an alley to your left, uh, you can hear what can only be described as a commotion. As you round, uh, as you approach this little alley intersection, if you were to look to the left, you see three men uh, really, like, roughing up is not the word I want to use. They are uh, probably going to end up murdering this bum, uh, and they're arguing over... Uh, credits and and uh, owed whiskeys, uh, just basically a mugging. As you approach this intersection, uh, one of them turns to the left, uh, turns to their left, and looks at you, and just kind of grunts, "Keep moving." How far away are they? I would say they're about ten meters down the hallway, or the uh, the alleyway. Oh, so they're they're fairly close. Yeah. Uh. Just a quick once over of these guys, like as they're mugging this bum, like do they have like a knife out? Do they have a gun out? Uh, no guns, but one of them does have a knife, like a dagger. Okay, so I, I picture Bannon as he's walking up the street. Here's this alley to the left, and he just kind of glances over to his left to look down the alley. He hears this commotion, and this fucking guy says, "Keep it moving." To you, yes. Right, right, right. All right, Bannon stops. And he turns his body. So, like, he squares up his shoulders with the alley. And he's he's kind of looking down at the ground. And he puts his hand to his head to, like, rub his brow. And he looks up, not happy. And he says, what the fuck did you just say? And as as he's saying this, he's moving his duster. And he's displaying his firearm, the the bolt gun. You're purposely showing it. Oh yeah, I'm I'm menacing him. <laughs> yes. Uh, give me an intimidation test. Difficulty one. Two icons. So the guy who initially said that to you. Uh, kind of nudges the guy to his right and kind of like nods towards you. The other two guys stop their mugging, look up at you. They look at each other. They all notice that this gun is displayed and kind of like frustrated. The guy who initially engaged you just kind of spits on the ground and they turn around back to this guy and just stab him a couple times in the chest and start walking away and let this guy bleed out. They're walking away from you now. All right, Bannon takes the bait. He, he's going to walk into the alley. Okay. Uh, walk into the alley as in like you're going after them or just... Yeah, but I'm doing like a uh, like a Michael Myers. Like I'm not running after them. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm just... I'm going to walk. If if they're walking, you know, so they got this guy. I'm, I'm just going to walk into the alley. I want to... I, I, basically, the point behind this is Bannon wants to see where they're going. Okay. You know? Uh, as you walk, uh, are you 
Are you concerned with them noticing you following them? Nope. Okay. I mean, I'm keeping my distance. It's obvious that I'm following them, but right. it's not. It doesn't appear that like I'm trying to catch up to them. Does that make sense? Yes. So I'm just walking behind them. All right. So uh, as you walk behind them, uh, you look to the man on your left who's slumped over on the ground, and you can hear him gasping. Are we going to in, 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 talk to this guy at all or ask him anything, or are we just going to walk right past him? I put a round in his chest. Okay. <laughs> that was... <laughs> that was not what I was expecting. <laughs> I don't know why I wasn't expecting that, but all right. Uh, I'm not going to make you roll anything. Uh, and I, I do it with my auto pistol, so it's loud. Okay, so we're, we're, we have the, the, the gun, the bolt gun hanging to your side, but then you kind of pull from your cross draw yeah. and just, I just... It's an automatic weapon, so we're actually putting like five or six rounds yeah, yeah, yeah. into this guy. Okay, uh, give me an awareness test. Difficulty two. Holy shit. Nine. Okay. With a uh, exalted on my wrath. All right, so give yourself a point of glory. Uh, so as you are looking at this guy, I imagine you stop, and you, as you're drawing out... I'm aware. I'm so aware. I know what blood type he is. <laughs> That's how aware I am. Funny you should say that. Oh. Uh, so I imagine you stop, you kind of look to your left, you see this pathetic thing leaning down on the ground, and as you're pulling your gun out, just as you're pulling the trigger, you notice that he is not bleeding from anywhere, uh, and he himself is holding a knife. And then you put three or four rounds into him. The three guys down the alley kind of jump and turn around, and one of them says, Holy fuck, he killed Billy! Now they start walking towards you uh, rapidly, and they all display knives. Okay. Didn't you say they stabbed him? Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye, Billy. Now Billy is obviously bleeding. Uh, Billy is dead. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And now they're coming towards me. Yes. Okay. Rapidly. Yeah, that's fine. I'm still walking in their direction. Okay. So we'll say they're about 12 meters away from you. Okay. Uh, and you, my friend, can take the first action. It's a mob of three walking towards you. Uh, what's my DN? Nine to hit all three. Okay. So five for the first one. Three for the first one. Does it? it I thought it goes up by two, no? That's multi-attack. Mob is plus oh, three. Oh, okay. So I'm sorry, you said two for the first? Three for oh, one. Three for one. Six for two. Nine for all three. All right, so I have uh, five icons and a complication. Oh. Yes. Let's start it off early. Okay. Um, so I hit one. The damage is 10. Um, hold on. Let's touch it. Damage is 11. And for those listening who are unaware, I don't know if we spoke about this while recording but the silencer that i picked up is on my bolt gun and now we've maxed out the uh the attachments that i can have on the bolt gun all right give me a 66 53 drop one a random item from your inventory Ooh. 
random? I say chain sword. Okay. So uh, th- the way I picture this playing out, like, you know, he makes this statement, those guys walk off, Bannon starts walking into the alley. He sees this guy. He thinks that he was just some random hobo that was stabbed by these guys. And with some minor level of compassion, he thinks he hears the guy like gasping for his last breaths. So he figures he's going to put the guy out of his misery as he continues to walk. Decides to do it with the uh, the auto pistol. As he draws, cross draws the auto pistol, the strap that holds the, uh, the chainsword to his back that kind of goes around, you know, his waist. He gets caught up. Maybe his thumb catches like a like a quick release and disconnects the chainsword from his back. So as he plugs this fucking guy full of rounds, um, the chainsword falls off of his back. Okay. So one guy is dead, and now the other two are approaching. They're both armed with daggers. So one guy is dead. Two of them are still coming towards you. They're no longer a mob now. Now they're, they're officially split. Okay. Uh, and they are... They were 12 meters away. They're now six meters away. You're up. No, we have daggers. Okay. So Bannon, with this new chainsword that he has, he goes to grab the sword. Right? Everything's happening in, happening yeah. in real time, right? So he goes to grab the sword and realizes it distracts him, right? He, he kind of can't find the hilt and just kind of looks over his shoulder and sees the sword laying on the ground behind him. So he gives that up and... We'll kind of use that as like his movement, right? Okay. And so instead of like multi-attacking, I'll just take a, uh, I'll take another shot at the one that's on my left. All right. Hi, Barry. Why does he have to come in and just look at us and, and not contribute anything? Stands at the door, just staring at us. Yeah. And then it's, I drop a die. No, don't help me pick it up. Just run away. Thanks. What was that? Maybe he was going to say something provocative and then forgot what it was and then just walked away. But don't even offer to help. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was it was fairly close to him. Look at him. Just fucking... Oh, whatever. Guy. Uh, what's my DN? I'm sorry. Three. Wow. Uh, we're off to a good start. So not only did I miss, but I rolled another complication. Oh, my goodness Fuck, gracious man. me. Give me a 66. My pants fall down. <laughs> 32. Fucking Barry's fall. Oh, no. What? Uh, so you did not hit him, right? I missed him. Okay. Uh, well, now your weapon is jammed. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're going to have to pass a tech test of two to repair your gun. Wow. Okay. Well, that exhausts my turn. All right, well, now these guys are up on you, and uh, Criminal One targets you with his knife. What uh, what am I looking at with your uh, resili- uh, your uh, toughness? My defense? Oh, uh, yeah, your defense. I'm sorry. Um, my defense is a two. What kind of damage do the knives do? Five plus one extra damage. My resilience is a nine. All right. Well, he's going to have to roll uh, exceedingly well, I guess. Yes. To uh, to hurt you. 
Anyway, yeah, defense is a two. Luckily, uh, this does not have uh, these these criminals do not have any honor, so they substitute their stealth skill for their weapon skills. That's seven. What's your uh, defense? A two. All right. So I have two successes and two exalted. Okay. So five, six. So three extra damage dice. No. So he swings his knife at you. and it, uh, You know, you just kind of do a little step back. Uh, the second guy comes after you with his knife and gets a critical hit. A critical hit? So he has uh, three successes and two exalted. One of those being on the uh, wrath dice. So I give myself a point of ruin. And let's pull up the critical hits. On a 66. 45. That doesn't sound good. So you suffer one mortal wound. And you must pass an agility test. Difficulty 3 or fall prone. So I'm at five wounds. And you take two shock. Holy shit. Crimson showers the ground from the force of this attack. The alley is a gory spectacle of spilled blood and unsure footing. And I'm sorry, you said I have to make an agility test. Difficulty two. And I fail it miserably. All right, so you have to spend your movement to stand up. Okay. My turn? Yes. Motherfucker, this is not going the way that... I just wanted to get it out of my system, you know? <laughs> it's been a while. I just wanted to get it out of my system. Now, now I'm very upset. Uh, all right, so I spend my movement to have Bannon stand up. And I take my bolt gun, and I know I can't aim, but for yeah, the purposes... For flavor. Yeah. So I aim not at the guy that just fucking jabbed that knife into me to cause me to fall down, but the other guy. I put my gun, like, right to his face and pull the trigger. Uh, you have to pass a tech test to unjam your gun. Oh, shit. All right. It's a minor action to draw another weapon? Yes. All right, so again, my, my bolt gun is on a sling. Yes. So, well, I fell down anyway, so it's not like I was holding it. So as I stand up, I, again, draw my auto pistol. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, again, I, I'm going to draw my auto pistol and kind of aim it in the direction of his head. Are you doing a cold shot? No, I can't because okay. I, I had to spend my movement to, to get up. Oh, it doesn't cost a movement. That's aim. If you want to do a called shot, you can target a specific body part for extra damage. Yeah, but I thought that's in... You have to sacrifice your move. Like called shot, aim. That's aim. No, called shot is a separate thing. So if you want to do a called shot for his head... I'm sorry. Does that reference the page that that's on? 221. 
for his head, it would be a plus four to your difficulty, but it would give you plus two extra damage dice. Why did I think that all of these combat actions that you can take were yeah, the in only, lieu of a movement? The only one is aim. Uh, aim. Sacrifice right. move. Um, the only other thing that's kind of like that is full defense. Sacrifice turn to roll initiative. The resulting roll will be added to your defense. And your speed is reduced by half. Okay. Now I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do a cold shot. I'm. Just, I'm just gonna fucking. I'm just gonna shoot this. Guy. All right. All right. So this is. So criminal number two is the one who stabbed you and fucked you up. Right. So I'm shooting criminal number one. All right. And my DM was a three. Yes. Okay. All right. So I have four icons. All right. Uh, let me just roll for the extra damage die. I will be with you momentarily. Resilience is a five. Okay. Uh, this does eight. Oh, and barely. So, uh, this criminal number two stabs you. I, like, you kind of fall backwards onto the ground. You jump back up, dripping your wound with your weak hand, with your strong hand, you just rip out this auto pistol again and just start popping rounds off. And two of the five or six rounds that leave the barrel of the gun happen to puncture right through his jaw and up into his cranium, and he falls down dead. Criminal number two takes exception to that and swings his knife at you again and hits but not strong enough so he kind of slashes his knife at you again maybe it cuts off a chunk of your coat uh but does not do any damage uh, i'm just gonna shoot him i will spend my point of ruin and seize the initiative and this man is very upset with you so he's going to sacrifice all defense oh, he's no. going to cast himself to the wind and do an all-out attack against you giving himself plus two dice to his attack Oh no! Rolls a complication. Oh, okay. and somehow, somehow, only gets one exalted. <laughs> oh, piece of shit. So he gets a forty-three, <laughs> and he breaks his knife. So he. Oh, that's hilarious. He swings at you and misses. He sees you starting to grab your gun. He just fucking freaks out and just charges at you. And you kind of move to the side, and the tip of his knife goes into the wall and just snaps the blade. And now he's got minus two defense. So now you need a one to hit. All right, now I'm going to do a cold shot. And I'm going to shoot him in the leg. Okay. Are we trying not to kill him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I want him to die a little more slow. Okay. Yeah. If this microphone was like stationary, I would be smashing my face into it right now. <laughs> so I have. Um, I need three, right? One. Well, but then I did a cold shot, so it's plus two. Oh right, right. So right. three. All right. So I have I have four icons, and a complication. So I shoot him in the leg. With my auto pistol. Should I roll damage first? Um, well, here. just so Let's. You know. It's going to be... So, eight damage. 
eight damage. Oh, roll that again. All right, so that will is enough damage to kill him outright. So do me a favor, roll the wrath dice by itself. Anything other than a one, he survives this attack. A one. No way. I swear to God. A fucking one. So <laughs> you have to throw the book. <laughs> uh, so you shoot him in the leg with every intention. Uh, we'll count that as your complication. There's no reason to roll another complication because now he's dead. Uh, you shoot him in the leg with the intention of keeping him alive, presumably to interrogate him. Unfortunately, your bullet ripped through his artery in his leg, his femoral Damn artery, it. I believe. Uh, and while he is alive momentarily, the, gu- the blood gushing out of his leg, you realize, uh, being a fucking maniac, that he's got seconds to live. I will let you ask one question before he expires. No, I'm not going to ask him anything. I'm going to do the Frank Castle Punisher move, and I'm just, I'm so aggravated with the way that this went down that I drive my thumbs into his eye sockets. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, now everyone in this alley, other than you, is now expired. And covered in blood. Yeah. Uh, Are we going to check these guys for anything, or... I just glance over. I want to see if they have any markings on them, like a specific gang, um, maybe anything that I've seen before. I check and see, like, do they have a day to sleep? I'm assuming that they really don't have much, since, again, this is some bullshit gang in a fucking slum. Uh, Give me an investigation test. Difficulty one. Uh, Yeah, one. One icon. Okay. So uh, the only thing you can really gain from these guys. They have a couple of credit wands, a um, couple of unknown substances, some kind of drug perhaps. Right. Uh, a couple of low sticks. Um, but they all do share a marking. And one of them uh, has a little note on him uh, basically that's written in very poor uh, English that more or less indicates that these guys were running a scam together. That they would they would see somebody coming down the street, they would stage a mugging, and then murder whoever came to help. Uh, it uh, all makes sense. And then send their stuff back to whoever wrote this letter. Right. Okay. Well, that scam is over. <laughs> oh, Billy. 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 <laughs> Billy ate it. Oh, Billy. <laughs> All right, I leave the cred sticks, the lowest. I'm not taking any of that shit. They could fight over the squabbles, you know? Like, Yeah. Uh, what I will do, because, again, it's it's late, and now I've just encountered this fucking disaster of a scenario. I'm going to go in the direction that they were walking away from me. Okay. And I'm going to try to see if there's some place that I can hole up and maybe... Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to yeah. continue to walk down this alley and see if uh, like, I can enter one of these like rundown buildings and just kind of right. uh, get some rest. We'll do this again. Give me a wrath dice by itself. Anything other than a one, you will find a place to shack up for the night. <laughs> I rolled a one. All right. Dude, that's my fourth one yeah. on the wrath dice today. Yeah. Dude, we've been doing this not even an hour. Yeah. Fuck me. All right, so here's what we'll do. In lieu, uh, so everything's locked up or boarded up, or for some reason you feel is not safe in this particular area. Right. Uh, 
I'm going to roll a wrath on an odd, the weather turns sour. On an even, it'll be nice enough where you can kind of like lean up against a wall maybe, uh, and I'll give you an opportunity to do a Medicaid test to heal yourself. Okay. And that's a two. So uh, it's nice enough out where you can maybe just kind of pull your jacket over yourself and just, you know, find a corner somewhere. Right. That seems like it's isolated. And if you want to roll a Medicaid test at difficulty one, I'll let you replenish your choice, your wound or your shock. All right, I pass. I will replenish my my wound. Okay. And we're going to shack up here for the night? Yeah, I'm also going to spend some time to unjam my weapon. All right. So I figure I'm not going to make you roll for that. Yeah, I would think over the course of the night, I would be familiar, right, with the the gun. Did not go according to plan. (laughs) Very dangerous city. Dude, it, again, not to get off off topic here, but it the complications in this game are, I think, the greatest thing. Yes. Like, the idea of, of adding that to just completely change the scenario, how you could, the whole failing forward thing, I think is it's very cool. Yeah. And I need to bring these dice to, like, a shaman. <laughs> Remove the hex. Yes. They all Try crashed. the blue one. Dude, that's the one when I was rolling for um, like a test. That's what I was rolling my ones. That's why when you were like, just give me a one to see if he, a one he dies, the rest he's good. Yeah, that's what I rolled a one. The one, you know, um, you can just get like anything but a one. You can gain access to a building. Yeah, that's this one. So I tried switching and it doesn't work. I roll my wrath with the uh, game science die. I have a a white bicycle dice uh, if you want to try that. No, 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 no. These, These are my die. I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tear into these dice. With a lot of broken crayons. Yes. All right. Anyway. Uh, It is the next morning. Okay. So uh, if you want, we could spend the next four or five hours. Take us to late morning, getting us to Lily's neck of the woods. Right, right. Which is, yeah, which is what Bannon's going to do. All right. So uh, on our way there. Uh, would you say that you're taking like the main streets or are you kind of darting in and out alleys and meandering your way in the right direction? By this point, you know, it's it's pretty self-evident, right? That there's no authority here. Right. Um, I don't think by what he's seen so far, I don't think Bannon really is intimidated by anything that he's come across, right? A couple of fucking like gangbangers trying to run a scam. Um no, I'm, I'm, I'm walking on like the main street. I'm not like dodging and, you know, trying to like stay off the main road. <clears throat> you okay. know, by like working my way through alleys. So, yeah, no, Bannon's gonna take the the main path into this uh, into the sector that that I know she resides in, and then you know I'll start branching out from there. So as you're walking down one of these main streets, you notice uh, a human being uh, nailed. To a wall of a building, and their their body uh, cut from their neck down to like their pelvic area and displayed open, with their guts and shit uh, on the ground by their feet. I could have slept in there last night, like a tauntaun. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> Nailed to the wall, and just blood and guts at their feet. Okay. 
are they like suspended from the wall? Like when they were nailed to the wall, they were nailed like high up on the wall. Uh, yeah, like their feet are probably right around like maybe your like your belly button, like four, three, four feet off the ground. Right. Okay. Well, that's unusual. I want to inspect the body. Okay, give me investigation difficulty one. Uh, I pass. I have three icons. So that smells amazing. It's been a while, right? Dude, that smells so good. Even with the windows and the doors open, like it, it's like so heavy. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Ironically, I'm smoking Blood Red Moon during this. Yeah. Interesting session. Uh, so, uh, did you get to shift anything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can okay. shift one. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. So, on his face uh, is a man. Uh, you can't tell how he was dressed originally. He's, he's now nude. Um, he's missing clothes and organs. They fell out of his body. Uh, on his face... They're not missing. They're just misplaced. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Across his face, you see written in blood, presumably his, our turf. Oh. And somewhere on his leg, someplace where it's not as much blood uh, because of the way it fell, you see a symbol. It was crudely burnt into his body. Uh, And that symbol looks strikingly similar to that skull. Really? It's not a perfect match, but it looks like it was, like I said, crudely done. Right. When you see that image, that's the first thing that you think. Is, oh, that's that's the, the Grievous skull. Right. And there is one uh, scabby, homeless bum across the street, kind of just like squatting down, sitting on his butt uh, with his head in between his knees, like he's sleeping or resting or whatever. And nude, like even his clothes aren't like down at his feet. Like right. he's just completely naked. Okay. All right. I, I look around. The only, uh, the only other person around is this like hobo yeah. that's like okay aside from other people similar to yourself they're just passing by maybe giving it a passing look as they walk but nothing shocking for no. these people is the blood still like dripping out of him or i could tell that he's been there for a little while uh little of both there's a lot of dried blood some of it is still glistening okay i just kind of if you had to guess within 24 hours all right when you say he's nailed, like, how is he nailed to the building? Like, in his shoulders? Uh, shoulders, like, his forearms, uh, and where they cut him open, yeah. they, I don't want to say stapled, but they more or less stapled his body against the wall. Right. So to leave him, like, wide, like, butterfly. Right, right, right. But his legs are suspended. Yeah. All right, I just kind of hit his legs. Like, are they rigor mortis, or, like, they, they, they move? They move-ish. Okay. All right. I'm going to work my way across the street to where this uh, homeless fella is. Okay. And he's sleeping? Uh, you can't tell. He's, but he is sitting with his head down. Like, uh, he's sitting on his butt. His elbows are on his knees. And they're clasping his head. And he's looking down. And he's wearing, like, shitty clothes. It's kind of covering him. So you can't tell if he's awake, sleeping. But he's he's in a prone position. All right. I, I walk over there. I just kind of give him, a like, a nudge with my foot. He looks up. He's uh, really like the 
the the creases on his face are like a mile deep. Mm. This this guy has seen some shit. Uh, missing teeth, yellow, uh, missing one eye, patches of hair. Like it almost looks like he found an acid bath. Like there's only like a couple of tufts of like salt and pepper gray stringy hair. What do you want? You want some credits? <laughs> Look around. What am I going to spend credits on around here? In situations like this, I really should, like, carry around booze. <laughs> Fucking throw alcohol at, like, homeless people. If only you didn't get rid of that wizard. Son of a bitch. Don't, don't remind me. I mean, you you do have uh, the ruddy sands of Mars. I do. Not the situation. What is around here? Like, if people wanted to eat, like, where the fuck do they get food? Rats. Oh, really? Whatever. Yeah. Maybe other people? Who oh, knows? it's like that fucking... Who knows? Yeah. It's like Venezuela. So, uh, we're going to walk away from this guy? We're not going to... No, I, 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 I turn back to him. All right. And say, hey, you. Yeah. You see who did this? Yeah, maybe. I'll tell you what. There's a bottle of really, really good scotch that I want. Aberfeldy? Never heard of her. This piece of shit, Marcus, stole my scotch. And I want it back. If I should get that bottle of scotch, I might remember who hung up that poor bastard. Where's Marcus now? Marcus lives in the sewers. The entrance is uh, down the block this way. And he points down the street. Be careful, though. Marcus hangs out with a rough bunch. How many is a rough bunch? It's two or three. Oh, okay. Once I'm in the sewers, which uh, what direction do you think I uh, find this guy for you? I used to hang out with Marcus in the sewers. It's pretty small. There's a lot of cave-ins. Believe it or not, the commissar didn't really take care of the sector. You know what I mean? So we, we, we would hang out. You go in and... You make the first left, and then everything else kind of caved in. It goes into an aquifer, and you hang out in there, and that's where they are. It's, it's, you really can only go one or two ways. What's your name, brother? They call me Spit. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you. Uh, Marcus is kind of fat, and he's got gray hair, and he's missing one of his front teeth. I probably shouldn't tell you this, but he's also got a long tail. I'm sorry, you said he has a tail. Yeah, he's a real ugly fucker. Like a... Like a donkey tail? No, like a long... squiggly tail. You can't miss him. Apparently not, with a fucking tail and a missing tooth. Why don't you take a walk with me? I would, but... And he lifts up his pants, and he's only got one leg. The other leg is a piece of a broken broom. Okay. 
All also, right, the, the smell of rotting flesh wafts into your face. Yeah, face. good, delicious. Thank you. All right, well, it's still uh, it's relatively early, right? It's like before noon. Yeah. Yeah, Bannon's going in the sewers. Oh, God, I dread this move. Uh, all right, so I, I, I head towards the uh, the direction of the entrance to the sewers. All right, so there's like a half-cracked, busted-up like manhole cover. I think I need to drink heavily after seeing what Bannon did. I, I don't know if I should drink more because of uh, the actions of Bannon or the roles of myself. Uh, I, do, by the way, I've created a, a fucking mess over here. I have ash. I don't know what I did. There's ash all over. I'm sorry. Forgive me. <clears throat> There's a very expensive table. Well, I don't want to ruin it. That's why I'm, I'm wiping it off. Look at this. Okay. Um, all right. Wow. So... This session opens up. Uh, we finally get to Lavinus 7 to deal with the Saul Arbest situation. So, obviously, we learned that Saul Arbest is the one who blew the whistle on this wizard shit. Right. And sparked the interest of the Inquisitor. Uh, unfortunately, Genevieve, while you were dispatching uh, this manufactorum looking for ghosts, uh, Genevieve found Saul and found out that he was very much dead and that there was uh, heretical um, implants in his body. Okay. Now, this opening sequence uh, was more or less taken from an existing module from, I think, Dark Heresy. Uh, but I can no longer find that module. It's, it's gone. Uh, so I just remembered the characters' names. I was actually setting up to run this module in the very beginning when we started playing. Uh, but that module, I can't find it. So uh, I just kind of took bits and pieces that I remembered and crafted the at least the intro to this this session. You decide to split the party. Now I'm uh, sorry. What what was the overall premise? Do you remember for this uh, for this dark heresy? The overall premise was uh, that there was a like a heretical um, surgeon, okay, that went crazy and started kidnapping citizens uh at night and converting them into like heretical servitors almost mm. um and i was never planning on using the entire scenario uh because the the way we were playing the, uh, the the alterations I made ended up fitting better. So I think probably only because I made these alterations, I remember a lot of the main beats from this module. Uh, but now this is all going to be homebrew content right. outside of the opening of this this uh, session. Uh, so Genevieve splits off from you. She takes your broken plasma cannon. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and now you set off to find Lily, uh, Saul's sister. So... I, I establish in this uh, that this this sector, this Levinus 7, is fucking terrible. Right. Uh, a war zone, in the truest sense of the word. And I kind of clue you in that at night it gets real fucking bad. So we start 
introducing an element of time and time management into this campaign. So you decide that you want to start asking around uh, to see if we can find out where this this chick is. So I offer that you can roll once to see how much information you can get and spend the rest of the afternoon doing it. Upon completion of this roll, it will then be nighttime. So you agree to that. Uh, we get the general location of where she is, and you're like, you know, Ben ain't fucking scared. So you start walking down the main street, and we get to the first major incident in this uh, session, and that is a mugging that takes place. So you uh, you see two guys basically mugging a third guy uh, down this alley, and Bannon decides to inject himself into the situation. So my thought process behind that is, all right, so he sees it, it's criminals, right? So they probably know the, the lay of the area, and uh, why not best interrogate them to try to find out the direction that he needs to head in? Except this goes completely against the idea that I had in my head on how this was going to play out. Well, I thought this was a legitimate mugging. I thought that they had fucking stabbed this guy. So as right. I walk into the alley, you know, Bannon, who doesn't always do the right thing, he just figures, fuck it, I'm just going to plug this guy. I'm just going to put him out of his misery. And, and unfortunately, that goes against the, the plan that you <laughs> that you had established to, uh, to really just go balls deep into this mugging. Um, so that, that actually was pretty cool. I didn't mean to, like, blow up your spot. With, no, that's uh, perfect. Yeah, no, um, it, it worked out pretty good because that poor son of a bitch probably thought that he was going to be putting a knife to my back. You know, but instead I put fucking God knows how many rounds into his chest <laughs> to just end him. I thought I was just putting the guy out of his misery, right. and then I was just going to slow walk like Michael Myers behind these guys just to kind of find out where they were going. Maybe it would maybe not only lead to information about how I can find where Lily was, but maybe they were part of this Skulls gang. Maybe they were part of you know uh, you know another gang that that I can get some some lead on to report back to the Inquisitor. So I thought in the end it was going to be nice and easy, very smooth. Silky smooth. Right. And well, you know. so, so the first thing that happens is you, you, you pass this guy, and I ask you, you know, you're going to do anything with this guy. You're going to ignore him. You're going to try and administer some aid. And you look at him and say, I'm going to shoot him. Okay. So <laughs> that's why I started laughing because uh, I was like, well, that fucks my plans up, but whatever. Uh, so to try and help you out and let you at least kind of get the, the, the seed of an idea that there's something else going on, I have you roll an awareness test which you pass, and I think you shift, uh, and I tell you that there's no injuries on him. Right. As, you're sh- as you go to fire, you, you kind of realize there's no blood, and he's holding a knife. And you don't really have time to address that because then you start stalking these guys, and uh, they start coming after you. And after a couple rounds of combat, uh, one of them ends up landing a hit, and we realize that best-case scenario, they cannot injure you. Their knife does not... Right. Output enough damage, even if we shifted everything that they roll into extra damage and all those extra damage. I think you could take at maximum one wound if everything they rolled with all the extra damage were all um, exalted icons. Yeah, what are the chances of that happening? Pretty much none. Right. So you actually make a comment. uh, Yeah, these guys can't even hurt me. And then he rolls a crit. (laughs) You end up dropping your chainsword uh, through a complication. Now this guy rolls a crit. You take a mortal wound and fall prone. Yeah. And now there's two guys with these daggers on top of you. Uh, and now you don't have a melee weapon because you dropped it. And the way the combat turns are going, you don't have time to sacrifice an action to pick up the chainsword and start fighting these guys head to head. Right. 
Um, so that was pretty cool. You end up killing them. Yeah, luckily. But I think, that, dude, that is like the fun thing about this game. And, and, and that's what I'm starting to realize. Like, just when you think that you're like, yeah, whatever, I'm so much better than these guys. Like, there's no way that anything bad is going to come out of this, this exchange. So I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, that, that's when it, it really just kind of pulls you back down to reality. You went through a manufacturum with, I think, 16 or 17 guys. And just wasted them without yeah. any incident. And I incident. think you took one wound, right. and that's only because you were conserving your shock. Yeah. You didn't have to take that one wound. Now these two fucking bums with switchblades. Yeah. You took the same amount of damage. How fucking crazy. <laughs> and it just goes to show you, like, and, and I've been pretty fucking, I, I think I've been pretty solid with rolls in the Warhammer campaign. It's usually in the D&D campaign for whatever reason. Like, my rolls have been fucking awful. But, dude, I just got into a stretch where it was just like one after one after one on yeah. my rat die. Well, we ended up inadvertently, but I, I, I feel like we both enjoy this and we'll continue using it. This homebrew rule that I kind of accidentally just started coming up with. So you decided you want to keep the last guy alive to try and pull information from yeah. him. Uh, but you had to drop him down to zero hit points, obviously, to, to drop him. And there are probably rules in the book that you know I didn't look up about declaring that you don't want to kill him. But I started doing this thing where I said, okay, roll a wrath dice. Anything other than a one, he's going to live. Sure as shit, you roll a one. Roll a one. Uh, which then you put your thumbs through his eyes. Hence Why not? Your explosive anchor. Frank Castle. I went all <laughs> fucking Frank Castle on this guy. And I think it was only fitting. You know, I, I, I think... You know, if we take a look at the way Bannon is, dude, he can, I, I think, relatively speaking to what goes on in the 41st millennia, like, the guy is is kind of, like, even keeled. But when shit starts to go against him, I, I think he just, he has anger management issues. Well, it and goes into this, this kind of canon, like, uh, berserker yeah. frenzy, like, bloodlust that he ends up going into. Where when things start not going his way, almost like a temper tantrum. Right. Yeah. He just he rages. Yeah. And, and and that was the culmination of his emotions just getting the better of him. You know, he sees he plugs this guy. There there was no blood initially from the uh, from the mugging that had allegedly taken place. So he's confused by that. So now he starts stalking these guys. He he gets a little overzealous, a little little self-confident in the fact that, yeah, he's just going to have his way with these guys because they can't hurt him. And the next thing you know, he's slipping on his own blood pool and falling to the ground, losing a weapon, getting up, trying to like salvage the, the better of this fight. Um, kills off the one guy, ends up getting to this, uh, to this point with the second guy where he maybe has a, a couple of seconds left to interrogate him, and he's just so blinded by rage through anger that he just decides to fucking end this dude by sinking his thumbs into his All eye right. sockets and, and killing him. Uh, shortly after that, you decide that you want to hole up for the night and heal up your stuff. Yeah, so why not find a nice, you right. know, nice place, hide from the elements? Yeah, and at first I was just going to say, okay, you find a place and crash, but I started thinking about it, and you know, if you're in an alley in a city, what are the chances, especially in a rougher neighborhood, that you're going to just find open doors everywhere? Right. And you're not. There's going to be roll-down gates. There's going to be all this crazy shit. So again, I said, okay, roll a wrath. Anything other than a one, uh, you'll be fine. And what did I roll? You rolled a one. Of course. So you end up sleeping on the street, and I, I kind of felt bad for you, so I let you roll a Medicaid test. And if you passed, you had a choice between healing your wounds or your shock. You passed, you chose your wounds, and we move on to the next morning. Right. Uh, that morning, 
you end up coming across, you know, we play this um, this little warning thing, kind of tongue-in-cheek, but also kind of cool, uh, this warning thing at the beginning of the Warhammer gameplay that it's extreme violence and gore. We really haven't earned it yet. Uh, and in this session, we're starting to earn it because you find a man nailed, basically crucified to a wall with his his body torn open and stapled to the wall like butterflying this guy with all of his organs and his bones and his blood and everything just pooled at his feet beneath him. Uh, and it says, Our Turf, written on his forehead. And uh, there's a this bum <clears throat> just sitting across the street. Um, kind of alarming. Not the bum sitting across the street, yeah. but the guy like, you know, what do they call that? Stem to stern. Yes, yes. And that, that piqued your interest um, rather quickly. Yeah. Well, the first time that I think Bannon, well, not that I think, I know, Bannon has come across anything like that. And, and I think, not, not frustration, but more like, okay, here we go. So the only person who may have potentially witnessed this is a fucking, like a homeless guy just camped out across the street. So whatever, I'll, I'll go kick on the leg and see what he has to say. Right. So he ends up being this very eccentric bum named Spit. And uh, he tells you that he might remember who did this to this guy uh, if you help him out. And his buddy Marcus stole his bottle of scotch. Mm. He wants it back. I'd be upset too. Yes. It's a good scotch. Yeah, yeah. If somebody stole a Buchanan, no, I'd fucking, I'd hired somebody to go get them. Right. Uh. And so he dispatches you into the sewer to find Marcus. And Marcus has uh, stands out, apparently. He's, he has a very unique characteristic. Yeah, he has a long, like, uh, I believe Spit described it as a squiggly tail. Mm. Uh, and he's missing one of his front teeth. So this guy should probably stand out. Yeah. Uh, so now you agree to go help him. Um, do you have any plan? As you head towards uh, the sewer where Marcus is hiding? Yeah, anybody in the sewer I'm killing. That's the plan. And then I'm just going to find a bottle of scotch. Like, it, it's a bunch of hobos, right? How right. hard can this be? I'm going to go in the sewer. There's going to be an encampment of homeless guys. I'm going to ask who's got the scotch. Whoever's got it, if they don't want to give it up, I'm going to show my gun. They probably are They're going to give it up, you know? One way or the other. Yeah. I'll maybe, because I kind of feel bad for them. Which is amazing. Uh, I might throw them some credits, even though the, whatever in this in this sector of Levina Seven, right? Yeah. I think we've already established that there's really not much that credits are used for. So maybe I'll find something on me that I can exchange for the uh, for this bottle of whiskey. All right. So to uh, to Diablo, we'll see you next season. To Warhammer Inquisition Martyr. We'll see you this season. To Savinelli. Can't wait till my new pipe comes. Very excited. To Penny Farthing. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to buy one of those. <laughs> and ride it to the West Cabin. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm going to ride it here one day. You think i got to register that with the DMV? No, only if it's uh, got a motor. But it's got a giant front wheel. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to... One's on the Wrath Dice. My favorite. Fail forward, baby. Fail forward. Two dice. And pipes. <laughs> <laughs>